I'm Ellie Swift, ex-corporate marketer turned CEO and seven-figure business mentor for high-performing women building and scaling their soul-led, intentional, and profitable online businesses. I've coached hundreds of women to make six, multi-six, and seven figures using my signature Swift marketing method. And in this podcast, I'll teach you the strategy, marketing, and mindset to help you do the same. Let's dive in. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Shine Online with Ellie Swift. I am so excited to introduce you to another incredible client today. I'll give you her full official bio first, and then I'll talk about a little bit of context for this episode. So I can't wait for you to meet Casey Warwick. Case is a business embodiment coach specializing in helping women unlock their full potential in both their businesses and relationships. Her signature programs include Embodied Love, The Embodied Woman, and her incredible mastermind, Embodied Business. Casey is also the host of the podcast, The Feminine Files. Casey's worked with hundreds of women all over the world, transforming both their businesses and relationships. Her work dives into the principle of everything touches everything. And the mantra she lives by is we get to have it all. Casey works with women to get them in their zone of genius, making big money all while living the life they deserve. Her magic is activating the truth of those who are here to serve on a large scale and monetizing their message while opening them up to fully embodying their deepest desires. So I have worked with Casey for coming on about seven, eight months now. She is just joining me in the second round now of Six Figure Circle. And when Casey and I started working together, she had already built a really incredible six-figure business. But at the time, as you'll hear her describe in this episode, she was running her business in a very different way to what she is now. And after experiencing that transformation, undergoing that transformation, she's now in a season where, as she will tell you, her business has continued to grow grow more than it ever has in a way that feels more easeful and aligned than ever before. In other words, she's built something that's now really sustainable. I love this episode with Casey. You're going to love her so much. She is just fire and heart and all incredible things. And I love the way that she talks about her work and the evolution of her business. So enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Shine Online. I am very, very excited to introduce you to my incredible friend and client, Casey. Oh, hi. Welcome to Shine Online. Welcome to me. Thank you. I was like, I'm in the opposite seat now. I went to do the same thing. Like, welcome to you as well. Thank you. Thank you. So good. I'm so, so happy to have you here. And I'm so excited for this conversation. For context, Case and I had a chat on her podcast, which potentially is released right now. If not, it will be soon. I'll get you to share the details of how people can find that as well at the end. And we had such an epic chat. And I feel like this is just kind of the follow-up to that conversation. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like anytime we're in that space, that's the one way we always go is around the leadership piece. So I'm really excited to have this conversation today with you. 
Okay. So let's just dive on into all the good stuff. In the last six months, your words, you've shared with me a few times that the transformation in your business has been really significant. Can you just start by giving us an overview about what that's looked like in terms of maybe some numbers, the feeling, some of the things that have shifted for you, and then we can dive a little deeper into maybe the process around that. So yeah, some of the numbers around your launches, some of the business model shifts, and then some of the things that have shifted for you because of that. Yeah. So the first thing, like when you speak into that, the first thing that comes in for me is the ease in my nervous system, essentially, because when I started working with you, I already had a multiple six figure business like that to me, I was like, oh yeah, I'm already there. But I didn't know the next level or what that looked like. And I had hit like a couple of $30,000 launches, but I seemed to constantly cap myself when I knew that I hadn't had that. And then my first launch after working with you, we hit $54,000 in that first launch. And I was like, okay, we're onto something here. And the structure and the layout of my business of how that's moved now through the customer journey, through being able to hold more energetically in my business has completely shifted. Like, I guess you could say I really ran from a chaotic business mindset prior to that. And look, I speak into feminine leadership and all of those things, but I didn't realize my shadow was fucking running the show when I was like, oh, no, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to do that. And you said something like, I think it was in maybe the second or third week that I was in the mastermind. You said, you you want your business to be so boring so you can continue to be in your creativity. And that for me just like dropped like a bag of potatoes. I was like, oh, I've always expected my business to make me jump out of my seat and be like on the edge. But that was actually my wounds of not feeling good enough. And when I was able to sit in that, like, and just be like, okay, let's work out the structure that's actually going to serve the longevity of my business. Just to give you an update, this quarter, I'm almost at the 100K mark for this quarter. I was like... Like, I know that that's pulling some sales over, like the payment plans and stuff like that. But just seeing that sitting in my zero, I was like, that's pretty exciting. Like, you know, and I just sold like my first big 12 month offering, which I had been too scared to do that prior because I was like, how am I going to hold someone for 12 months unless I'm re-signing them all the way through? And I was like, no, actually my business can hold that powerfully now because of the systems, the way that we've set it up, the way that it's been able to I guess, just create that much more ease for myself. So therefore I'm leading from a better place. I love that so much. There's heaps that I want to dive into here because I imagine everyone that's listening is like, this sounds amazing and I have questions. So Mm. those of you listening, I'm going to do my very best to answer the questions that are coming up for you right now on your behalf in this moment. Let's start with the really practical strategy. So you mentioned that you were feeling really chaotic in how you were running your business. And now you feel a sense of ease. What are the foundations that you've created strategically to make that shift? Well, I think the biggest thing was like being, I'm an embodiment coach, right? So that can literally play in so many different arenas. And for me, I had this idea that I had to touch everything and I was like, one minute I was teaching like embodied woman, which was literally touching everything. The next minute I'm doing a program that's around undoing sabotage strategies. And I felt myself disconnect from the journey because like someone would move forward that they'd have to move back to go into undone. And for me, like those programs were incredible all in their own right, but it wasn't a continuation or it wasn't a build upon each other. 
So for me, it was getting that product suite really clean. And now if you look at my business, it's like, okay, we've got embodied love because I believe that is the foundation of what happens in the home is expanded. And then we move into embodied leadership, which is literally the bridge between love and your business. And then you've got embodied business, which is like focusing on the woman you're being in business, not just the business, but the whole picture of it. And for me, those three are now a no-brainer and all of my clients can see the power in like, because you might go into business, into embodied business and then go, oh, hold on. I know that there's a deeper part of me for love. So you can flip back into the love piece and it just, it makes sense. And I've really taken, I'm not sure what you call it in in your language. I know you've got a different name for it, but I can't remember. The value off the ladder. Yeah, the value ladder. But for me, when I think about my product suite, it's all encapsulated in that word embodied. And it was like, mm. how can I make it? So my brand is so relevant to what my clients need. Like, and yeah. I think the more that I came back to the core message of my business and what I was here to be as a woman, the cleaner that was for me. And like, look, let's be honest, like we've been really deeply working on all the business stuff, but I had to get my ego out of the way. A lot of that is times. And you were always like, what, <laughs> why are you doing this? Or like, well, you know, why are you continuing to push that when you know, it doesn't feel right in yourself. And I think that was a bit of the permission slip is like mm-hmm. getting out of the, I guess, trends and moving back into what my heart actually felt called to teach. And like, I've been teaching energetics for years but it's been rolled up in the pieces that I already know as embodiment and you know I was trying to play with the lingo and I was like actually it's just not my space to teach it from that it's to teach it from like truth of how it touches everything else so I guess I really had to come back into that as well as not just the strategy but like the truth of what my business was here to create and I think in our initial planning sessions of like where we're going over the 90 day strategy, I was able to see that because I'd forgotten that piece for a lot of it. And I started looking at the figures and the numbers as the only success measure. And it wasn't Mm. encapsulating the whole thing of what I was here to create. Love that last bit. And I want to come back to that in a moment, but thank you so much for sharing that because so we've just created, we're in new rounds of Swift Mind and Six Figure Circle at the moment, as you know, being back with us in Six Figure Circle. And for a lot of our new Swifties coming in, particularly in Swift Mind, they're doing a lot of that work at the moment around signature framework. So what you spoke to there about, yeah, really coming back to embodied being your core. And maybe that's what you were talking to when you said you've got a word for this, like identifying that signature framework specifically, and then also getting really clear on your offer suite or your value ladder based on that. And for those of you listening, I've done a whole episode around signature framework and around value ladder. So we'll pop those in the show notes, but it's so cool seeing this work being done for new Swifties coming through And many of them I'm sure are going to be listening to this episode. And it's great to see like, this is the work that not only gets you to 10K months, it's the work that gets you to 50K plus months. And I think that's so useful to remember. And I know I say this all the time and it is so boring, but it's that foundational work that I do at every level. That is the thing that allows me to up level. There's not a secret at 50K months or hundred K months that you know, for those of you listening, wherever you're at in your business, you don't know about yet. So I, I think mm-hmm. that's such a permission slip for people to to receive. Is there anything else you want to say on that before I move on? Yeah, the review piece. You just said like, you know, it reminded me because 
that was one thing I didn't do. I always went off just what I felt, but my feeling was also misled by my ego. So Mm -hmm. I had to really take a lot of my emotion out of business, even though I am in an emotional business, like I'm literally dealing with the well-being of women. That was one thing I had to move aside to make sure I was actually serving because I was like, if I'm not in my power, I can't do that. And so when I started to use like the simple review steps of like, hold on, what are the results I'm getting? Is this working or not? Like, and just tweaking it in little bits, like how we moved away from just purely organic into some paid advertising and stuff like that and learning how to tweak through the stages. I think that was a big piece of leadership that landed for me as well. Hey there, beautiful human. I am on a mission to get this podcast into the ears of as many soul-led entrepreneurs as possible. To do so, I need your help. If you're loving this episode, then it would mean so much to me for you to leave me a review. And in exchange, each quarter, my team will be choosing one person to gift a 30-minute strategy session with me. Your words mean the world to me. And I thank you so much for being here and being a Shine Online with Ellie Swift listener. If you would like to leave a review and go in the running to win a strategy session with me, just head on over to Apple Podcasts, type in Shine Online with Ellie Swift and leave a five-star review with a comment. Thank you so very much. Now, let's get back to the episode. And it's so freeing, isn't it? Because the reason why I think a lot of people resist strategy is because they think that it's going to be hard or it's going to actually overcomplicate what they're already doing. And I'd love to know if this feels true for you, but actually it the opposite is true when you bring in strategy. So setting 90 day goals, reviewing, being really clear on what works and what doesn't, it gives you the thing to come back to that gets you out of your own head gets you out of dysregulation, allows you to make really smart decisions based on the facts and figures that are in front of you. So it stops us making decisions based on our feelings, which sometimes are intuition and sometimes is just our body being dysregulated, right? Mm, Yeah. And I think that's where I ran a lot of my business from before. Like, and just to give some context, like I am the breadwinner of my house. I have an 18 month old baby. So a lot of what I do, like my family depends on it. Like, so it wasn't from a space of like, I don't enjoy what I love, but there was always this, like, you know, I would have these big months and then I'd be like, oh, what's next? What's next? And it wasn't because I wasn't able to settle in what I was doing. It was because my business didn't have the longevity. Like, whereas now I can look at it and be like, here we are. This is what I know the next 12 months looks like. I know where my focus points are. And I actually get downtime, which makes me better in my business for everyone else. So the success measure for me wasn't just about the financial piece because the money's only increased. It's the other things that came into it that also locked in, if that makes sense. Totally. It's the money plus the ease, plus the knowing that you get to parent your beautiful boy whilst, you know, yeah, like having all those different facets of life. And I love that you shared that because I know that, and you know this as well, you know, seeing it in six figure circle, 
my peeps are so, and yours are as well, I believe, like Mm. so, so keen on success isn't just the money. Success is also how we're parenting, how we're showing up as wives, partners, friends, daughters, how we're like giving ourselves the space to be in our feminine and show up for ourselves and our rituals and just all facets. So I love that you spoke to that. It's like dispelling any myths around you can't earn more and be in more ease actually the opposite is true yeah and I don't know I think it might have been you who said it you were like and I've sort of like allowed it to be a part of me as well like you always talk about the easeful and like and one day I think I heard it somewhere but it was like yeah my life is full but it's easy so it's easeful like and that for me has been like yeah, like my life is very busy, but I'm not rushed. I'm not pushed. I'm not anything that I'm like, I don't want to be. It's literally just learning how to work with all of it. And I think that's where like what I teach works so well with what you teach, because it's like, hold on. If I am doing all these things on teaching women, how to be regulated in their nervous system and how to show up powerfully in all these places, like, am I still living it in the back end? And so it was like a real big lock-in for me. Like, of where I thought I was doing it, but I actually wasn't, if that makes sense. Like it was just like a surface level that I was good, but underneath there was still that part of me that was, I guess, longing for that security piece. Yeah, And it was, I guess you could say like, it felt like a never ending, like fucking cycle that I was in. Like, yeah. and I see so many women in it now and I'm like, oh, I didn't recognize it until I was out of it. Like it's huge. I think this is what makes you so great at what you do and why your clients stay with you for long periods of time is because there's no pedestal, like you're navigating things in real time as well. And you're constantly showing up, sharing your own lessons and speaking to those and speaking from the trenches as well as what you've, you know, what you've navigated in the past. And I really believe that that's the ultimate in leadership. So yeah, seeing you, seeing you in that. Let's talk about the chaotic leadership thing because you spoke about that before. Obviously started this conversation by saying how like things are feeling so much more easeful for you now. Yeah. Chaotic leadership, I think is a hundred percent something that we're seeing heaps of in the online space right now where, you know, just to kind of play with a bit of a scene set, there's so much capacity for, lots of money to be earned. Um, And there's this frenetic energy that comes with that oftentimes where I think it's perpetuated by people teaching short-term success. I think it's perpetuated by some unhealthy relationships in the coaching space of you can only earn these really big months if you keep working with me. People claiming to hold codes rather than it being something that is self-generated. Don't get me started on the codes piece. (laughs) I still don't understand what these codes are and what they mean. And do I have them? Do I not? I don't know. So anyone that's like, you know, unsure about that, like permission to not know. And, and, you know, just to speak to that as well, I do have clients that you know, speak to energetic codes and there is a time and place where that's relevant, where it's relevant and true, because basically we're talking about energy, right? Is when it's from a place of being embodied. So any coach that's speaking about codes as 
something that are within you always and you having the opportunity to access them from within, all about it. Anyone who is speaking about holding codes and you can only access them if you're working with that person, absolute BS, run a mile. Oh, that's the biggest Um, red flag I see anywhere. Like I just want to really tap into that. For those of you who don't know me, I am like super woo. Like I am all of these things. And And also same. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and I think that's what like called me into your space because you know, I know that you get that. And I think a lot of people are like, oh, like that person has this. And it's the play on this pleasure piece. I think that I see everywhere at the moment, like I am all for living life in pleasure. Like we just talked about how easeful life is, but the short-term thing that I'm seeing is people are like, and I'm just going to say it really straightforward right now, but people are like, if you masturbate all day long, you're going to make a lot of money. And I'm just like, um, that's not the embodied piece because the universe is actually listening to the actions that you're taking all day long. And if you are in that self-service rather than service of life, that's actually not going to come back to you because you're keeping that circle or that loop within yourself. So it can't go out to come back energetically. And a lot of people are like, oh, but, 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 but like, and I'm like, pleasure does warrant more for you, but it's how you do it. And it's how you allow yourself to, I guess, do it without the expectation. And I think that's the thing that most people are missing in this. They're like, I'm living in pleasure. So I should have an abundant life. And they're playing in this realm of pleasure, what looks like online. And I'm getting a lot of women coming into my business because obviously this is something I talk to a lot that they've put out this big life for themselves, but their money doesn't reflect it in the bank. And it's because of that level of like, can you ground in your vision? Can you actually do the thing that you say you want to do, even when it feels out of alignment, i.e. it's hard or scary or not the thing that you thought it was going to look like? Because I think that's the thing that a lot of this industry is missing is like, for example, when I came in to work with you, my business was making a lot of money on the surface. It looked really easy, Mm. but in order to go to that next level, I had to go back to the beginning almost and fill in all the blanks. Right. Mm. Whereas a lot of people like, oh, it's worked this long. So it must be the right thing, but they're not moving. And I'm like, the universe isn't giving you any more evidence to prove that that's working because it's not working. It might've worked so far, but it's not working any further. And that's where I think a lot of people aren't willing to step outside the box and actually go, hold on, like, is this tangible? Like, can I physically see results? Because a lot of people are like, I feel good, but it's like, you can feel good. But if the results aren't physically there, it's not fucking working. Like, (laughs) it's really simple, right? Okay. So you mentioned before, like the example of like masturbate all day and you're going to get results. I think that's a really great example of extremes in this industry. And I know that this conversation is so aligned with the chaotic leadership conversation. So I'm going to ask you a really random question. I think you're going to have fun with answering this. Can you just call out like some of the extremes that you're seeing right now, like let's just name and claim them. I'll do it with you. What are some more of those that are just not the solution? And and I think what's really useful here is that, and knowing you, I'm going to make an assumption here that like what Case and I, we're not saying that pleasure isn't an amazing thing. We're not saying that energetics aren't an amazing thing. We both use them in our business case incredibly, incredibly so. Like it's a big part of your model, but we're talking about the extremes of all of these things without strategy, 
not working. So can you just play in like, what are some extremes that are just Yeah. So I see a lot of people talking into masculine feminine. Like I am one that does this myself Mm -hmm. and they talk about feminine leadership, for example, and feminine leadership is like what I'm seeing displayed online is not feminine leadership. Mm -hmm. Like for me, when I think of feminine leadership, if you think of the sovereign being archetype, it's like a woman who can lead with conviction and she can also place a boundary when it needs to be. Whereas a lot of people are like, oh, I shouldn't be treated like that. And they're really in this actual wounded feminine and it's dismissing women in their power essentially because I personally think what I'm seeing with the feminine leadership movement, it's not that at all. It's dismissive of what actual feminine is. And a lot of women are too scared now to be that person who is forward and driven and the woman who wants to create something for herself because of what's being shown online. Yes. Yep. Epic example. Epic. Mm. So yeah, like knowing that it's not about excessively not doing anything in your business. It's not about not holding boundaries or not showing up fully. It's not about spending all day writing in your journal to manifest, but not taking any actions. Like none of those things are going to support you to be deeply embodied. That's what that's really. I've got another one. You want me to add another one in? Yeah. Um, And look, I've been deeply involved with this community, very much in it, but also I know my line with it, right? And this is the spiritual side of things. Mm -hmm. It's like they live in the 5D world, (laughs) right? And I say in inverted commas because you're actually in a 3D visual world, right? Like we're all here in the physical, but they don't know how to relate back to world, like to the normal world. And they get really caught up in that. But it's this broke mentality of the broke coach, broke healer paradigm. And this is like kind of the stuff that got me into my work because I was living that for a little bit. I was like, oh, just do breath work, just do this, just do that. But it's like those tools are amazing, but they're not amazing if they're not providing like safety in your actual being as well. Yes. So I think it's really important to have the groundedness of, yes, you can use those modalities. Yes, they work, but they also have to work in tangent with something else. It's like going and seeing a Cairo and never working on your strength. Like it'll put it back in place for like a couple of days, but the minute you bend over, if your back's out, it's going to throw it back out. It doesn't have the strength to hold it. Like it's really about the whole piece of it. Love that so, so much because what I think you've just spoken to really well is your mission and your purpose and why you support your women as you do, which is the really strong, powerful feminine leadership piece. And you do this really, really well. I jump on over and I'd really recommend becoming friends with Case on Facebook because you don't hold back with your (laughs) views and your thoughts and your opinions and really that's why you're so great at thought leadership. That's why, you know, so much of your success has been created because you're not afraid to share what it is that you believe in. And you're also not afraid to have a conversation with someone about it because Mm. it's coming from truth and belief, not from a place of ego. And you can feel that really strongly in the way that you share, which I love. I just want to speak into that for a bit because I do have a very strong presence For a long time, I thought I wasn't feminine because of what society had portrayed. And I was always like downplaying myself as a woman because I was like, 
oh no, I don't want them to think I'm too bossy or I'm this or I'm that. And the more that I actually learned my own power, it was like, I'm actually a leader. Like I'm actually here to do big things. So I need to stop shunning myself because I have that energy that people naturally gravitate to. And when I was able to sit in that and just be like, ah, actually, no, I'm not going to stay quiet anymore. I'm going to lead. And if that happens to highlight some things for other people, that's their work. That's not mine. So I just really had to sit in that. And I want this to be for every woman who is like, I know that there's a big mission on my heart and I sit there and I stay quiet because I'm too scared that my family's not going to support me or they're going to think that I'm this, that, and the other. Like the one thing that I had to constantly remind me was like, they're not paying my bills. And if I'm going to break some generational trauma, they're going to have to see the truth. Like they're going to have to know what happened there. So yeah, I had to just get used to like ripping the band-aids off. And I think that's where the chaotic feminine comes in because she's too scared to have confrontation. Whereas a woman who is in her sovereign leadership, she can have the confrontation without being someone who is ungrounded in herself. It's like being able to have a beautiful conversation just in this kind of energy and knowing that it's not coming from a place of malice, but a place of truth. And I think that's a very big difference. Amen. Mm. So case to finish up Mm. three tips that you would give to any woman listening who is wanting to generate 20, 30, 40, 50 K plus months from a place of embodied feminine leadership, three tips. Place of embodied. Okay. So (laughs) here comes my woo. All right. The first thing would be stop edging God out as in like stop playing in your ego with your should and come back to what your actual message is on your heart and find someone who can hold you through that message because that's what a mentor is for is they know and that's why I've stayed with you for so long Elle is because you can see the vision and when I steer off track you're like hold on a second just come back here and it's that constant reminder of what you're here to do because no matter how big you get, no matter what you create in this world, there are bright, shiny objects. And until you're in your own leadership to be able to witness that and see that, they're going to pop up. And the bigger you get, the bigger they get. So it's really about just knowing like your truth in that and having someone hold you in it. The second would be make sure your environment supports it because essentially like you have one bad weed in your garden and that will spread everywhere. So it's really important to make sure that If you're going to like really step in, you allow yourself to be nourished through the process because that's the one thing that I see too many women in their leadership wanting to step in. That's why they end up dried up masculine feeling resentful is because they haven't had like a supportive environment that nourishes their soul and keeps them playful. So it's really important to make sure you have people who bring you back to that space of balance. And when I say balance, I know balance is bullshit, but it's like your balance, what feels good for you. My third one would be, and this is something I constantly have to navigate, so I'm not an expert when I say this, but it's come back to stillness. The one thing that I do, and when I say constantly navigate, this is why I constantly navigate it, is I sit with myself every single day in ceremony. And it looks different every single day, depending on what I feel like. And this is what I mean by the tools work in alongside other stuff. So before I go into my practices or like what I have to do for my business, I'll sit with my journal or I'll just sit, even if it's just literally with a cup of cacao and just be quiet for five minutes. It's really important because that will help you build the right support that supports your environment. So that comes back to 
the number two, because if you're not showing up for yourself, you can't get the clear messages that support number one either. And I really want to highlight this so fucking powerfully because I hear it so much. I'm a mum. I can't do it. I'm this, I'm that. I can't do it. The only reason you can't do it is because you don't have the right support. And every time we fail, it's not because we're bad at it or we're not good. It's because we don't have the right support. So get the right support and make sure that you can actually be held through the moments of hardship. Amazing. So good case. Where can we find you, learn more about you, connect with you? Yeah. So as you said, Facebook's probably my main arena I play on. I have a private Facebook group that women who like my stuff, they come and play in, which is all free, but my name just Casey Warwick, but over on Instagram, I'm also Case Warwick. So just drop the Y and obviously my website, uh, casework.com. But if you want to listen to me and have me in your ear holes <laughs> over at uh, the Feminine Files podcast. So that's where you'll also find our episode together. I think it yeah. gets released next week from the date of when we're recording this. So that's really amazing. Exciting. So it should be out then by the time this episode's released. So jump on over and check that out as well. It's very yeah. complimentary of this episode. We talk about different things, but the same kind of thread. If you've liked this episode, you'll love that one so much. Yeah. So yeah. Good. Thanks so much for being here. Pleasure. Look at you. You're such a host. You're like, oh, no, I'm ready I'm like- to close this out now. <laughs> Like, let me sit back and receive. <laughs> Thank you so much. I've loved having you here. I love you. I'm so proud of you. I just think you're the best. Thank you. And honestly, like, I have to say it's a big thank you to you, like, because I feel like I have grown so much because of the way that you've held the space to be able to give that room for it as well. So I love you to pieces. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.